If you're a victim of abuse, I understand. Recently at our church, I spent three straight weeks talking to our church family about abuse, about physical and sexual and verbal and emotional and all those ugly, twisted ways that people use fear and force to control another human being. And although I haven't personally been a victim of abuse, I learned so much in those three weeks. Because the more I talked, the more people talked back. The more stories I shared, the more stories I got. The the safer our church became to talk about such things, the more people decided to talk to me about such things. I remember uh, one woman who said that despite being strong and successful and very accomplished in life, that the wounds of the abuse she had suffered at the hands of her father still felt fresh 40 years later. She had come so far and she had done so much, but what that man had said to her and done to her had left a deep, deep wound on her. And um, maybe you get that. Statistically and so tragically, her story is not rare. So many people, male and female, have been victims of abuse. And if that weren't enough to break my heart, I learned that most of the abuse that happens in our lives isn't from total strangers. It's from people we thought we could trust. It's a boyfriend or a husband. It's a mother. Or, as I'd like to talk about for a few videos, a father. If you're the victim of abuse, especially the abuse you suffered at the hands of your dad, I'm just so sorry about that. I had a good dad growing up, and I just can't imagine if if my dad degraded me with his words or hurt me with his hands. If that's you, I'm so sorry. And that's why I want to help. I wish I'd go back and and fix it. I wish some way that I could undo it. I, I can't. But what I can do is share some incredible healing truths from this book if you've been through abuse, especially at the hands of your father. In the videos that are to come, I want to answer a bunch of questions. How do I heal? And why would you forgive? And if you forgave once, why is it so difficult to do it again? And what if the person who abused you led you down a path that wasn't exactly good and godly. Can God love you, forgive you, and accept you? I want to answer all those questions. But I want to start with this basic question. How do you heal? If what you're going through right now or what you went through back then has has left a deep wound on you that isn't easily healed, how do you start? If the thought of your father or the words that he said or just something in life triggers you and you're just back in that old spot, how how do you start to heal? Now, I'd be lying to you if I said there was just a Bible passage, a a pill, a quick fix. There isn't, and I think you know that. But if I can suggest one thing, if if I was face-to-face with you, what I would suggest is that you start to heal by reading the Psalms. Do you know about the Psalms? The Psalms are this uh, collection, this playlist in the Old Testament of songs that are very different from modern Christian contemporary radio. Now, I love contemporary Christian music, but so many of the songs, the vast majority are celebratory and they're happy and they're put your hands together and they're praise God. But 
What's different about many of the Psalms is that they're, they're very different. They're raw, they're real, they lament, they weep. And many of them talk about this very thing. When someone has turned on you, betrayed your trust, hurt you, wounded you, even abused you. Here's one example I want to share. It's from Psalm 10. It says this. But you, God, see the trouble of the afflicted. You consider their grief and take it in hand. The victims commit themselves to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Isn't that good? But, but you see, God. God. God, you know. You see the trouble that I went through. You hear. You, you heard every word that he said. You know this wasn't my fault, that I didn't deserve this. You see, God. And it says, you consider, God. You're not moving past this, God. You're not brushing it under the rug. You're not just busy running the universe. You consider the grief of the afflicted and you take it in hand. Like if you've been there, God knows about it and he cares about it and he wants to help heal it. And that's why the psalmist says, the victims commit themselves to you. God, I can't, I can't heal from this. I can't move on from this. I can't deal with this without you. I'm going to commit myself and my story to you. And here's my favorite line, because you, God, are the helper of the fatherless. Now, technically, biologically, none of us is fatherless. There's always a man who made us. But whether your father dies and you're an orphan or your father just doesn't do his job and you're wounded, that's what it's like to be fatherless. If your dad wasn't a man who was strong and yet kept you safe, if he wasn't a glimpse of our Father in heaven who is loving and kind and he has standards and he disciplines us, but it's always for our good and it's always with compassion. If, if you've never had that, if you are fatherless, listen to these words. God, you are the helper of people just like that. God wants to help you. So today, as we start to learn how to heal from our father's abuse, I want to encourage you to do this. And it's a pretty big ask. I want you to commit yourself to God the Father by reading the Psalms. This isn't something you can do in five minutes. There are actually 150 different Psalms in this book. So for 150 days, about five months, I want you to read one Psalm and say this prayer, God, I commit myself to you. And in song after song, you're going to find celebration and praise. You're going to find pain and promises. You're going to find people who get it, a God who knows it, and the promise of a Savior who can heal it. Because this is what Jesus came to give you. He came to give you a new father. It's hard to go through life, as, as that woman told me, without the love, affection, and protection of your father. But through Jesus Christ, you have a father. The Bible says that when Jesus lived and died for you, when he rose from the dead, when you trust in him, you are adopted into a whole new family. So that even if in this life you feel fatherless, you can pray, our Father in heaven. And there's a good dad, a strong dad, a loving and forgiving dad that you always have, that will never leave you and never forsake you. Commit yourself to the Psalms and you commit yourself to that kind of father. Now, in the videos to come, I want to answer so many more questions. Like, should you forgive your dad? Do you have to forgive your dad? Should you go back to your dad? If you forgave him once, 
Why is it so hard to forgive him again? What if you made some mistakes as a result of the abuse? We're going to cover all that. But today, as you consider committing yourself to the book of Psalms, I'm going to leave you with Jesus. Do you ever think that Jesus was a victim of abuse too? It wasn't from the hands of his father, that's true, but he was abused. On the cross, Jesus was victimized by people's words. Think of the verbal abuse, the physical abuse. Think of the shame and embarrassment. His mother was there. John, his best friend, and there Jesus says, stripped, spit on, mocked by his very enemies. But Jesus said something when he was being abused. And these words, after reading Psalm 10, mean more than ever before. Do you remember what he said? Father, into your hands, I commit. Into your hands, I commit my spirit. How did Jesus himself deal with the abuse? He committed himself to God. He knew the Psalms. And now you do too. Brother, sister, I'm, I'm so sorry for what you've been through. But there's hope and you can heal. Commit yourself to God. He is the helper of the fatherless. If you or someone you know is suffering from abuse, please go to timeofgrace.org backslash abuse to find more resources and information for getting help.